Well, everybody, welcome to episode 210 of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast. As always, is brought to our good friends at Coldwell Banker Mid-America. Coldwell Banker is rooted in the legacy of our founder, renowned businessman and philanthropist, Marvin Pomeranz. We continue to tell his story through our love of people, homes, and the communities we serve. Our integrity guides our focus to empower people to make the best real estate decisions possible. We pair local ownership and knowledge with the power of an international brand and the most advanced technology to elevate the customer experience and expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. We're going to talk some Ankeny Boys basketball here in a little bit, but my first guest uh, tonight is a realtor at Coldwell Banker, and he's back on the podcast for the first time in the new year. He is Andy Logan. Andy, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, it's good to be here again, Dan. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, you bet. Well, I know you're a big uh, sports fan. What are you primarily interested in right now? Is it the NFL playoffs, college basketball, or something else? All the above. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a little golf in there, too. Sure. Well, I, know, I know golf's a big thing yeah. for you. So well, what's going on in golf right now? I haven't been following that at all. <laughs> uh, John Rahm's what's happening. He's tearing it up. He's won uh, three out of his last five starts and going for another one uh, starting today. So oh, Okay. Well, I saw something on Twitter about some sort of a beef between Rory and Reed. What's that all about? Do you know? You know, I heard a little bit about it. Uh, it sounds like Rory wouldn't, Patrick went over to him and tried to greet him, and Rory wouldn't give him the time of day. But then they revealed later why that was, and it was because uh, he got subpoenaed on Christmas Day from uh, Patrick Reed's lawyer. So kind, gotcha. of a, uh, kind of a feud between those two right now. Well, I think Patrick Reed, he's one of those guys. He's not real popular with the rest of the players, is he? He is definitely good at being the villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a Chiefs fan and an Iowa State uh, basketball fan, so I'm pretty happy right now. Uh, we'll see how things go on Sunday. I'm, I'm a little worried about uh, Mahomes' ankle. But yeah. do, do you have a, a rooting interest for those teams that are left? You know what? I, I do only because of Iowa State and Brock Purdy with the Niners. I've really enjoyed watching him. I'm a Steelers fan, but since they're not in it, I'm sure. rooting for the Niners and Brock Purdy. Yeah, who would have ever guessed that Brock would be in the championship game? It's wow. crazy, yeah. <laughs> well, and they got a shot. I mean, I think both games it could be pretty even. Absolutely. Yeah. It, they should be a great weekend of football. Well, let's talk a little bit of our real estate. Uh, you know, what's new in your world right now? Hey, you know what? Rates are actually coming down a little bit. They're holding pretty steady. Um, we're seeing rates around five and three quarters, which is fantastic. Uh, we, have a, we have some new products going up. Uh, still have five homes on 29th Street. And then we have two new homes going up on, in Prairie Trail on the corner of Westwood and Cedarwood. A uh, couple beautiful new townhomes. So uh, we're seeing good activity out there, actually. Uh, it's not like uh, you read in the newspaper. It's not all doom and gloom. We're still seeing a lot of good, a lot of good things happening. Well, that's good. What did those interest rates peak at? You know, we, they were up to over 7, wow. 7%. So, yeah, so they've come down nicely. Yeah, I'm sure those people that are looking, they, they like the five and three quarters a lot better than the seven. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, if people are interested in, in any of those properties you talked about, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Hey, absolutely. Give me a call at Coldwell Banker. My phone number is 515-979-4494, or my email is andy.logan at cbdsm.com. All right, Andy. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming tonight. Hey, thanks for having me again, Dan. You bet. All right, I wanted to mention that MJ Properties is also a sponsor of the podcast. We actually record our podcast now at the new uh, Standard Building on Northeast 36th uh, behind the Come and Go, which is right off of I-35. Of course, MJ Properties uh, has their offices on the top floor of this building. And as you may have read on our Ankeny Fanatic Facebook page earlier this week, uh, MJ Properties is now the title sponsor of Ankeny Fanatic. So we welcome them aboard, and we certainly appreciate uh, their sponsorship. 
Uh, Jason Larson, uh, the Jason Larson team over at Gershman Mortgage uh, was the title sponsor of Ankeny Fanatic for the first five years of our existence. And we certainly thank uh, those folks uh, for their uh, sponsorships over the years. Uh, it, we had a good run with them and we really appreciate uh, you know, what, what they did for us. Uh, sadly, Jason uh, passed away a few months ago. That was a, a sad thing for all of us. Uh, you know, hated to see that happen. And, uh, uh, but yeah, we cer certainly appreciate uh, the sponsorship from Jason and his team over there. Uh, we had a great five years uh, with them, and now we're looking forward to the future uh, with MJ Properties. All right, well, we're going to talk some Ankeny Boys basketball tonight. My first guest is the head coach of the Hawks. He has guided the team to a 6-10 and record this season, including a 4-8 and mark in the CIML Conference. He is Brant Carlson. Brant, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Doing well, Dan. Thanks for having us today. Hey, you bet. Well, your program's had to deal with uh, so much adversity this season. Uh, you guys lost four different potential starters to a variety of reasons before the season even started. And now just when your team seemed to have some momentum going with a huge win over Waukee that ignited a three-game winning streak, uh, last night you guys lost your point guard, uh, Carson Johnson, to an ankle injury in the first quarter, and you went on to drop a 61-49 to decision to Dowling Catholic. We'll talk more about the game itself here in a minute, but first I wanted to get an update on uh, Carson. Any news yet on how severe the injury is and how long he might be out? Not really. I mean, I think ankles are kind of a touchy uh, injury, and hopefully, you know, he'll be back as soon as he can. Um, he, he works really hard and on rehab, and works hard at everything he does. So, we we look to have him back as soon as we can. I think they're going to try it out a little bit tomorrow, see how he feels. But more more than likely, next week, hopefully, be back uh, helping us out. Well, Carson, of course, is coming off of a knee surgery in the offseason that kept him out for about six months. And after getting off to a little bit of a slow start this season, you know, he had really been coming on of late. Uh, he averaged 20.3 points uh, per game during your winning streak, including a career-high 24 points and the thrilling win over Waukee. And I'm sure you feel like if your team is going to make any noise in the postseason, you know, it's really going to help to have him back and healthy, isn't it? It always does, yeah. I mean, you want your, your players on the floor. But I think what's great about our group is we got a lot of hungry guys um, that really want to compete and, and and play for Ankeny, so it's it's good. But obviously, yeah, we need him, and our team uh, believes in him, and uh, he's just a, a, been a really great great leader for us this year. Well, I wasn't at your game last night, but you told me afterwards that the injury to Carson kind of set your team back a little bit with their confidence. You obviously didn't have a chance to prepare to play without him, so I'm sure you know you had to make a lot of adjustments on the fly. You know, it sounds like you guys really struggled offensively, didn't you? At times, yeah. I think just, you know, even at the start of the game wasn't great either, but I think overall, you know, it's hard when you lose any player. I think when you have to make adjustments and move people in different positions, it's just it's just difficult for any team, but a team like ours that's uh, still growing and learning, it's, it, it makes it difficult. Against a team like Dowling, who's playing very well too, so. So, yeah, I mean, both sides of the, of the court, I thought we just were a little um, just not sharp, you know. And I, I think, again, you're not going to win in our league doing that. So, hey, we learn from that and, and try, to, try to bounce back and continue to get better. Well, to Dowling's credit, they might be the most improved team in the CIML conference. I saw them play at the Centennial on December 2nd, and the Maroons were a mess. They lost that one by 37 points. And then two weeks later, you guys went over there to their place and posted a 74-65 to victory. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dowling's gone five and three since then. They avenged that loss uh, to Centennial on January 10th. And then, of course, they reversed the outcome against you guys as well. Mm -hmm. You know, they've obviously figured some things out, haven't they? Yeah, Coach Thilking's a good guy. I've known him forever. And um, they're just playing really fast. I mean, I think if you look at their film and stuff, they just play fast and confident. And a lot of guys are shooting it. You know, and last night they happened to hit a ton against us in the first half. And... Some guys that haven't been shooting well all year for them were shooting well. So we held their best player to three points, and then, you know, two guys that you're not uh, as focused on do well. So, yeah, they're doing a great job. And just another example, I think, of our conference, how really good it is and pretty balanced it is overall, and you can get beat any night. 
We also saw in the stats that Dowling made 12 of 28 three-pointers, including five of nine by Joey Coppola, who scored a game-high 21 points, and that's about twice his average. I noticed in the stats that Coppola had missed uh, five games this season and that he barely played in that first game against you guys. So was he out with an injury for a while or that's, something? That's what we heard, but mm -hmm. we never knew for sure. But, no, he's definitely come on for them. And, um, you know, coupled with the Morrow and a few other guys, they, they got a nice team. And, it, you know, it's kind of a scary team, too, you know, because they can get hot quick. Um, but... You know, I, I feel the same way about every team we've played this year in our league. I just feel like you got you got to come to play. Well, you told me that Devin Akers and Cash Shulin uh, both played well last night and did some good things. Uh, sophomore Luke Anderson also gave you some minutes off the bench for the fourth time this season. And I'm sure if Carson is going to be out for a little while, you, you know, you're going to need all of those guys to step up even more, aren't you? For sure. And I think, you know, every season you're building for the next year as well. And I think these guys uh, have, have, are preparing to do that. I think, you know, Cash specifically is really – improved in a lot of areas and his maturity and his leadership too. So, I mean, we, all these opportunities are growth, you know, growth opportunities, I guess, to, you know, continue to get better and, and grow and, and become the young men that we want them to become and their families want them to become and ultimately they want to become. So it's, it's been a fun process this year. Well, you guys do have a little bit of time now to prepare to play without Carson, you know, if that's going to be the case. Uh, but unfortunately, your schedule doesn't get any easier. Uh, you have to travel over to number three, Waukee Northwest, on Friday to play the Wolves, uh, who won the first meeting at Ankeny last month, 60-29. to 29. You know, if you do have to play without Carson, do you feel like you can make some adjustments, you know, that, that might have a chance to work against one of the state's best teams? I think so. I mean, I, no one would have expected us to beat Waukee, and I, I feel like, you know, anytime you have a chance to get on the floor, you know, we, we have guys that have some – Heart, obviously, and, and character and toughness and things like that and want to play the best team. So, yeah, we always feel good about that. I think having time to prepare is huge. Last time we played Waukee Northwest, we played Indianola the night before. That was the, the week we played four games, and it was, a, it was a tough one. Kind of a little bit of a verbal scout and go play the best team in the state at the time. You know, they'd just beaten Waukee. So, right. yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I just like – I love Ankeny basketball at the end of the year. End of January, into February, into March, I just always feel we're getting better. I just feel like our guys are really building for something special. I say that every year, and I just believe it. So, yeah, we'll look forward to, to going at it Friday. Well, yeah, you guys only have six games left in the regular season, and uh, three of them are against ranked opponents. Uh, you'll have the rematch against uh, number seven, uh, Centennial, on February 3rd, and then you'll host number four, Valley, in your final conference game the following week. And the Tigers might be the hottest team in the state. Uh, and I know you've told me this a couple of times, but, you know, but this final stretch of the season, it really is about just, you know, building some momentum, getting healthy, and, and getting ready for the postseason. It always is. And I think what's great is, you know, the regular season is just that. It's the learning. You know, whether it's a game or a practice, we're learning, you know, for those moments. You know, we, we've proven, again, we can beat three teams in a row. We've beaten good teams in that stretch as well. That's what the tournament's all about. It's it's winning tough games in, in tough moments. And I think our team is built on that. Our program's built on that. And got young guys with great character and work hard and have an end of end, of, end in mind mentality. And I think that's what we try to continue to strive for. You know, playing well in December is great and January is awesome, but you know, February and March is really where everyone remembers, and I think so. that's where we try to live. Well, you guys certainly showed with that win over Waukee that you can beat one of the best teams in the state. I, I watched the Warriors play at Centennial last night, and they built a 30-point lead before uh, emerging with a 72-58 to 58 win. And, of course, last Friday, Waukee avenged its earlier loss uh, to Northwest in, in a very impressive fashion. It seems like you guys may have done them a favor by knocking them off, huh? Well, <laughs> potentially. It's always scary, I suppose, when you wake up a giant. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean – it's high school basketball. These these guys are amazingly talented in all at all schools, but they're still young men. And I think that you know we try to grow our guys from the mental side of it, from the emotional side of it too, and just understanding that you know we can do great things as well. And we don't have to have all the first team all states and all the recognition, all that. We can be a really tough unit. Ankeny has been built historically, I think, on just great people, 
really hardworking people. And we just love the fact that we have got guys that are continuing that trend here at Ankeny and in all sports and all activities. So it's really a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting end of the season, end of the, the finish run for all everybody. Well, you guys were able to do something in that Waukee game that very few teams have been able to do. You were able to slow down Omaha Ballou. Uh, he scored 20 points, but he went just 7 of 22 from the field. He committed five turnovers. You know, he airballed a couple of late uh, three-point attempts. Do you think that was the biggest key to the victory, maybe frustrating him a little bit? Yeah, for, for the most part. I mean, I think what was interesting is, you know, sometimes great players want to do it themselves, and I think that's something that that evening was, was true. Um, he took 22 shots to score 20. It was interesting the first time we played him, he did the exact same thing. So it was definitely something we, we you know, we wanted to build upon that, hey, he's he's going to want to do this himself. And we, we allowed him to try to do it. And we were fortunate enough to score enough to be ahead. So, you know, at the end of the day for us, our strategies are always based on what we feel is best for our guys and how we can compete the best um, for against teams. But it, it is fun, again, to be in these tough situations that you're going to face in a tournament later and give our guys some confidence that you can do this. And I think that's a, been a fun trend for us and hopefully another one this year too. Well, of course, uh, Waukee and Northwest were ranked one and two in the preseason. I don't know that a whole lot has changed in that regard, uh, even though Cedar Rapids-Kennedy is unbeaten and ranked number one now ahead of those teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that you've seen both teams, you know, if Waukee and Northwest were to meet later on at the state tournament, you know, who would you give the edge to? Well, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a tough one. I, I think Waukee is starting to get better. I think they're starting to really figure their group out and the talent that they have. I think Waukee Northwest has amazing um, role guys that just really know how to play well together. But I do think that talent would win over. I think Waukee has it. I think that's they're the team to beat, in my opinion. But both teams are really, really good and I think are the best two, regardless of how good Kennedy is. Those two are the best in our state that I've seen. And probably since I've been in Ankeny, I would argue those two are as good as some of the other Waukee teams we've played as well. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, disagree with you. Well, I'm guessing that the substate assignments will be coming out soon. Uh, you guys don't know which bracket you'll be placed in, but obviously with your record, there's probably a good chance that you will be placed in the same bracket with one of the top teams in the area. And your team has been placed in the same substate with Waukee the last two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that you know will or could happen again, but you know, would you be okay with it if, if it did? I mean, you guys have already shown you can beat them. Always. I mean, I feel like... A couple of years ago, we went to, you know, we were, you know, had a 500 record. A lot of young guys were playing, made the substate and played Waukee. And, you know, we're down 20 early and came back and cut it to two and five. And I mean, I just, th- those, exp- you can't control any of that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you can control what you can control. So I, I, I would, I, we'll face anybody. It's fine. And I, I, our guys are used to it. And uh, for whatever reason, the Waukee's always in our, in our path. I don't know why that is, but it's been quite a few years. So it's all fun. I'm sure whichever team you get placed in the bracket with, you know, they're probably not going to see you either after that win over Waukee. No, we say it all the time. I mean, at the end of the day, they got to play us too. And I feel like our guys are just perfect for that scenario. And uh, we love the underdog role and have kind of uh, enjoyed it over the years. Well, it should be a fun uh, postseason. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Brant, thanks for coming tonight. Thanks, Dan. You bet. All right. Well, my final guest tonight is a junior forward for the Hawks. He is averaging 5.4 points and 3.8 rebounds per game. He is Cash Shulin. Cash, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having us. Hey, you bet. Well, before we talk some basketball, i got to ask you about your name. Uh, Cash is certainly a unique name, and it's a, a good name for a basketball player. Is there a story behind it, or do your parents just like the name? Um, they were big Johnny Cash fans, you know, when he was around. And 
I, there was they were, didn't have a name coming out of the hospital, and they were like, oh, why not cash? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I want to go back to last summer with you. Uh, back then, before uh, Carson Weedy suffered his broken leg, and you guys lost three other potential starters to a variety of circumstances, you know, your team probably looked a lot different than it does now. Did, did you expect back in the summer to play a big role this year, or did you think you might just be one of a lot of guys that might be in the rotation? Uh, I expected to be just a, a role player for sure, but um, no other team has a script like us. Nobody expected to have this adversity that we face. So. But yeah, I expect to be a role player for sure. Well, you guys did have to incorporate some new players this year, such as Jamison Patton and Jason Williams, who are both concentrating on football in the fall. So has it taken a while for you guys maybe to develop some chemistry? Yeah, totally. They had a week or two to play with us compared to other teams who had all fall to do that. So it was hard getting them incorporated and learning all the plays and the sets and all that stuff. But I think they're, they've been working good and they've been doing a good job of understanding our offense and our team. So. Because I'm sure a lot of you guys probably had never played together before, had you? Yeah, no, not at all. AAU, nothing. You know, Jam Jameson and Jason, you know, I've never really talked to them outside of the season. So it was getting good getting to know them and playing with them. It was nice. Well, Cash, you had one of your best games of the season last month in the win at Dowling. You scored a career-high 15 points and grabbed eight rebounds. You know, that was kind of a coming-out party for you because you had scored just 28 points total in the first six games. So did that game do a lot for your confidence? Yeah, totally. I mean... It was it was a big win. It was just for the team as well too. It was everybody was shooting good. We were playing good, and it was just overall a boost in confidence for myself, but for everyone else as well. Well, of course, uh, last night Dowling avenged that loss with the win at Ankeny. Uh, we talked with coach about the impact that Carson's injury had on the game. Uh, you know, what went through your mind when Carson went down? Uh, well, obviously, he's a big piece to lose. He does a lot for our team, so it was uh, it was not not very good seeing him go down. But you know, we just got to keep working without him, with him or without him. We just got to keep working, keep getting better. Well, the Dowling team that you played last night was obviously better than the squad that you beat uh, last month. Did they make some changes since the last game, or did they just play a lot better? I think both. Um, there was a couple of players, like Coppola. He really stepped up there and scored 21 points. And I don't know. I mean, it was just a good team. They, they've gotten a lot better for sure compared to the last time that we saw them. So. Well, like you mentioned, Carson just does so many different things on the floor. He leads the team in three-pointers. He helps run the offense, and he's one of the team's best defensive players. It's obviously hard to replace a guy like that, but what adjustments did you guys try to make, you know, kind of on the fly last night? Um, it was big defensive changes for sure. We were suffering on that end, so it was just just try and stop them. Just don't let them get any layups. We were focusing on letting them shoot threes, and they started hitting threes. They were, yeah, so it was pretty tough. You let up one thing, and... Yeah, you let up layups, they get threes. You let up threes, they get layups. So it was pretty tough, but we're just going you know, to keep working. Well, going forward, do you feel like your role will change at all? You know, if Carson is going to be out for a while, you know, I guess if nothing else, you're probably going to get some more minutes, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. But uh, along with those minutes, I need to step up, scoring more, um, playing better defense, getting more rebounds. Because without him, somebody's going to have to fill the shoes. So. Well, let's talk about that recent uh, three-game winning streak that you guys had. Of course, it started with the 56-51 win over Waukee. And I don't know if anybody outside your locker room thought that you guys could pull off that upset, but you guys certainly did. You know, what gave you guys confidence going into that game, and what do you think was the key to the victory? Um, I think we just didn't back down. You know, we've heard all the hype about them, and we thought, well, this is obviously a beatable team. We can beat anyone. And after that win, just boosted our confidence, showing that we can beat any team in the state. So. Well, you had just two points in the game, but it was a big basket. Uh, you dunked the ball off a fast break in the first half. Now, I haven't seen all of your games, so I don't know the answer to this question, but have you had any other dunks this year, or was that the first one? Nah, that was the first one, so, but it was a big one for sure. And it was a change of momentum that we really needed at that time in the game. 
well, it had to feel pretty good to get a dunk against uh, Omaha, I, I would guess. You know, did you tell him going down the court, you know, that's how you dunk the ball? <laughs> nah, he's a pretty good dunker, and he had a couple in that game too. But, you know, it's nice to be able to do what he's known for doing, just show that I can do it too. So. Well, we talked earlier about your difficult remaining schedule, which begins with the game at Waukee Northwest on Friday. Uh, the Wolves also boast one of the state's best players in Price Sanford, uh, the Iowa recruit. And I imagine you could spend some time guarding him on Friday. What's the key to defending him and slowing him down a little bit? Um, just wearing him down, being physical and bodying him up. You know, he's going to make shots. He does every game. So as long as we can wear him down, try and make him tired, make his scoring efforts very difficult, that'll be beneficial for us. Does that win over Waukee, you know, give you guys confidence that you can go into a game like Friday's and have a chance to win it? Yeah, for sure. When you look at a team like Northwest, they got Price, and you look at Waukee, who has um, Omaha, they're pretty similar players, tall, they can shoot. So Price, yeah, he's a shooter, so we're just going to get in his face and make it difficult, but we've shown that we were able to do that. So. Well, we talked with Coach about the sub-state assignments that will be coming out. You know, does it matter to you which bracket you're placed in or which teams you could potentially uh, play? No, we're ready to play anyone, really. Our teams keep – we keep growing every single day. So we've already shown we can be the top team in the state. So whoever we're going to play, we we'll, uh, we'll think we're ready for it. Well, I know you have the rematch with Centennial coming up uh, next Friday. And I don't think the Hawks and Jaguars have ever been placed in the same uh, sub-state bracket. But how would you feel about that if that happens? Would you, would you like to play them a third time? Oh, I'd be very interested in that, as well as um, Indianola, too. But – you know, we're going to play them. Hopefully we can beat them and just keep rolling, keep rolling. And the end of the year is the biggest time of the year. So we just got to keep winning. All right, Cash. Well, good luck uh, the rest of the season. Thanks for coming in tonight. Yeah, thanks. You bet. All right. You've been listening to the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Coldwell Banker Mid-America. At Coldwell Banker, you're not one of many clients. You're our most important client. We listen to your needs to develop long-lasting relationships and provide the best services, professional support, and resources in the industry. We are constantly exploring new and innovative ways to elevate your experience and exceed your expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. I want to thank my guests again for coming in tonight. We had realtor Andy Logan from Coldwell Banker, along with Ankeny Boys basketball coach uh, Brant Carlson and junior forward Cash Shulin. I appreciate uh, the time from all of those folks. Uh, come back uh, next week for another edition of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast. I believe uh, not next Wednesday, but the following weekend, we're going to be doing a podcast focusing on the all-time uh, football teams uh, that we recently published. We have at least a couple of guests lined up for that. And it looks like the best time for us to get together is going to be on the weekend. So the podcast probably won't be uh, posted until uh, uh, the weekend after this one. So you can look forward to that. So come back uh, for that edition of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast.